Welcome to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Brooks. This is a podcast that invites you to remember who you are, return to yourself, and rise into your highest and best soul self. Every week, I will be sharing inspiring conversations about topics that hold keys to your awakening. My mission as an international evidential psychic medium, Reiki practitioner, and intuitive mentor is to help you rise into who you were born to be. Enjoy the show. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode. I am so glad that you're here with me. Welcome, February. Let's welcome February 2024. Hard to believe. We are already in the second month of the calendar year. So there's been lots of stuff going on. And, um, you know, I've been having lots of great conversations with people talking about all kinds of different things. I want to share some things that have been coming in from the uh, collective, for the collective, from the Akashic Records, from the collective consciousness. Um, I've been actively uh, accessing the records as of late. That's something that I want to share at first. So once I started to learn what the Akashic records were. And I, I say this in the sense of, you know, not reading books, not um, taking courses and things like that, just the concept of what the Akashic records were. Once I had more knowledge about that, I realized very quickly that I already was accessing the Akashic records and have been for quite a while, like at least as long as I've been channeling spirit and delivering messages for the collective, whether, you know, from the records, um, you know, through psychic readings or through collective card readings and all that stuff. And a few months ago, I had Emily come on and we talked about the Akashic records here. And I asked her that question, you know, uh, is it possible? Because what it's what it sounds like the records are and what you are doing when you're entering them is what I do when I tap into someone's past life, for instance. And I said, can that be the same thing? And she said, yeah, you know, it, it sounds as if it is. It's just, you know, some people have rituals that they do before they channel, before they enter the records. You know, maybe there's a certain thing that someone says, a certain visualization that they do. Um, but she said, ultimately, you know, I, I truly believe that you are entering the records anyways. And so I started to think about this a little bit more. And I was like, what if I was a little, just a little bit more intentional about entering the records? Because right now I'm just like, okay. And I do my spiel and I talk to spirit and then I set my intentions for the client reading or for the collective reading that I'm doing. And, you know, I receive information Anyways, but what if I got more intentional and came up with a little opening prayer and closing prayer? Um, what would happen then? This was my experiment. And so I started to do that. You know, I didn't take anybody else's opening prayer for the how to access the records. I made my own up um, and I set my intentions and I've been intentionally accessing the records quite often at least on a weekly basis as of lately. And I have been sharing my experiences um, through conversations in the Facebook community that we have or, you know, in stories that I do on Instagram and things like that. Um, speaking of the records, I will share a, a post that I made on my social media titled Guidance from the Akashic Records. And you can just kind of get a taste of maybe what would come through. So 
I wrote, yes, continue to do the work, but try not to always put all of your focus on thinking of yourself as something to fix, for you are not broken. For you see, you have grown, healed, and evolved, and you may not fully recognize the level of growth until a wave comes in in attempt to knock you off your feet. Only then will you truly understand how much you've grown. Ride the wave, embrace it, and you will find you've learned to ride it quite well. And one thing that I forgot to put in that post when I shared it, but I did heard here rather was um, the, the wave is no match for you. And so that's just a lovely, you know, piece of guidance that I heard very, very, very clearly. I'm not here necessarily to talk about the records today, but I did want to share that because that's new with me, something that I'm doing more intentionally. So you probably see more content about the Akashic records on my social media post. Um, but it feels, it feels the same as, you know, when I, when I access people's past lives or I tap into my clients intuitive, like intuitive energy as a, as a person, when I tap into their aura as this lifetime in this incarnation, uh, or, you know, when I tap into a higher self reading, all of these things kind of blend and I separate and differentiate them to, um, you know, provide a focus, a specific focus for my clients versus, you know, everything but the kitchen sink. Speaking of that, I actually laughed because a couple, maybe a couple months ago, that actually came in for me from my own spirit guides. They're like, why don't, what if you like created a reading that was literally called everything and the kitchen sink? Um, you know, if you just had everything separated and differentiated, as I said, you want a medium reading, you want intuitive guidance, you want past life, you want inner child, do you want soul session? Do you want um what did I forget? Higher self. But what if somebody was just like, hey, I want them all. And what if rather than spending an hour or a half an hour on one specific topic, what if we just saw what comes in and just like we're led all over the place? So if that's something that's interesting to you guys, let me know and I will create. I'll create the reading for you. It makes no difference to me. I definitely can go there. I'm somebody that can move in and out and between um, the realms and, you know, the different different information that comes through. So let me know if that sounds interesting to you. So that's what's up with me. And now I want to share about intuitive tattoos, intuitive art. Um, this concept has been coming up for me a lot lately, not just tattooing, but just intuitive ways to create something tangible, you know, art um, that is meaningful to you and that comes from your higher self, from your spirit guides, from your soul, what's meaningful for you. And then how, how do we bring that in, which way feels right for us to bring that in. And then, you know, specifically we'll talk about spiritual tattoos. So if you're someone who has tattoos or is interested in getting one or always kind of curious about it, and maybe one day I just haven't found that thing yet that I would want on my body forever, well then maybe this, this episode is for you. So I want to start, I want to talk to you about a dream that I recently had actually a week ago about tattoos. I did share this in my Instagram stories and I know I got a lot of feedback from people 
you're like, oh my God, that's so cool. I love when you share stories like this. So I'm going to share it here for all of you. So last Thursday night, I had this very, very vivid dream. By the way, I've been, I dream vividly more often than not, but as of lately, a lot. Um, and I had this dream where I was in some sort of building. It didn't feel like a house. It felt more like a, you know, a, at least a few stories, at least three stories felt like it was big, felt like there was a lot of room to explore and roam. And I don't really know what I was doing in this building. You know, I, I kind of got the feeling like it was some sort of retreat or gathering where people could just roam from room to room and see what was going on. And so I was in the hallway and I ran into a friend. Now, this is this friend is not someone who I have ever met in person. Uh, we have connected many times through um, social media, and I have done multiple readings for this person, but we haven't met in person. And um, so I, I see her in the hallway. We stop and we chat. And she turns around and she shows me that she just got a new tattoo. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I really, really like that. And she said, let me go and show you where I got the tattoo and who gave it to me. So I'm like, okay. So we go down the hall and we go to this other room. And there's a woman standing there next to, you know, like a, a bed that you would lay on to get your tattoo. And it's a, another person that I know. And it's another person that I haven't met in person, but I have done readings for. So my past clients are like coming up through my readings here. Um, oh, by the way, I've shared this reading with both of these people. Um, and it, 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 this is kind of where it starts to get good. Um, so she's there and I'm like, oh, hey, by the way, she's not a tattoo artist in her actual life. Who knows? Maybe, maybe one day. Um, so she's standing there and she's like, do you want a tattoo? And I said, I would really like a tattoo. And I said, I'm kind of wavering now. Like I'm going back and forth between two things. Part of me thinks that I should get a fox head. You guys know me and foxes. You know, that's just my totem animal. You know, I actually have a tattoo of a fox. Um, and so it's like, I'm going back and forth with a fox head, maybe on like the back of my heel which is an interesting placement. And I don't know what that's trying to tell me um, other than maybe grounding like, Hey, need to get grounded. That's a definitely a common message that I receive from my own spirit, from my higher self. <laughs> Cause I am not, I have trouble with grounding. So, I mean, maybe that's why we're talking about the back of the heel, back of the leg. And so anyways, I'm, I'm going back and forth between this and I said, or, and I showed her the other uh, inside of my, inner forearm. And I said, or maybe here. And I said, I was thinking of like birth flowers. So a birth flower for each of my kids. And I said, I don't necessarily want the tattoo to be big and bold and colorful with thick lines. Like all of my other tattoos, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see all of my tattoos are colorful and you know, the lines are thick. Um, but in this one, I'm like, I think I want softer lines. I want no color. I want very thin lines. I want it to almost look a little bit more dainty. And so I was, I was telling her this and I said, you know, and I can't decide which one I want. And I was just going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. The only other thing that stands out in this dream before I woke up was that the tattoo artist who, as I mentioned, don't know in real life, but is a client and is not a tattoo artist. <laughs> she was expecting and she was quite, you know, 
close to birthing the baby based on how big her belly was. And she was rubbing her belly. And she, like, I just noticed it was noteworthy that she was doing that a lot as we were talking as pregnant women do. Right. And so then I woke up and I didn't think much of it. And then the day goes on. I do my stuff. I go on with my day. I have a client session that night. It went wonderfully. But right before the client session, when I sat down at, the, at this desk, I heard Claire audiently share that story with those two people. So before my session, I got on Instagram and I sent them both a really, really quick uh, voice note about it. Hey, I had a dream about you last night. Kind of random, but this is what it was about. And then when I finished my client session, I had checked and they had both responded. So we'll start with, we'll call her M. M was the person who was giving me the tattoo. And I was talking about like, I can't decide which one I want. And she was the person who was rubbing a very obviously pregnant belly. And so I said, you know, I don't necessarily feel like you have to worry about getting pregnant right now, or even that maybe you want to be pregnant right now. It doesn't necessarily feel like it's actually about physical pregnancy. It feels more about birthing something. It feels more about nurturing something that you want to birth. And she was like, yeah, like that sounds, that sounds right. And she said, I think that's so cool. I am so glad that you dreamed of me and that you're sharing this with me. And she said, you know, I know you're moving back home this summer and she is back home, back East and will be living in the same province as I will be moving back home to. And, um, she's like, maybe this means that we will do something together that we will come together and create something together. And maybe the reason you're going back and forth and you can't deny, or decide rather is kind of a representation of like, there's more than one idea because the ideas were quite different, right? Like the tattoo ideas. So maybe we're just going to be coming together to create, to birth something. Interestingly enough, I used the word retreat. I felt like maybe I was at a retreat and her and I together have actually spoken about coming together at some point in the future and either hosting a retreat together or hosting a retreat at a property that she was interested in purchasing. And so there's that first and foremost, which is kind of neat. Then the message from the other person, we will call her Jay. So Jay is the person I met in the hallway that was like, look at my cool tattoo. <laughs> and so she messages, messages me with kind of a few different emojis, like the shock face emoji, the hard eyes one, you know, and she's like, what, like, what, what does this mean? And I said, um, she said, you know, I'm literally, we are flying out tonight. Nobody like, really knows that, but we're flying out tonight. We're going away for her spouse's birthday. Um, so we're flying to Hawaii tonight and we have been contemplating and very seriously considering getting tattoos while we are in Hawaii. And one of the ideas I've contemplated is getting a, like her and her spouse's birth flowers on her inner forearm. I know, birth flowers on the same place that I dreamt up. Light lines, faint, kind of dainty, not huge. All the things that I was contemplating in my dream. And she said, and I just, I'm going back and forth and I, I just haven't fully decided. But like, what does this mean? Why are you dreaming about something that I'm contemplating? 
And for me, what I said is I said, I think this is one of those things that could be a message from a loved one in spirit, could be a message from your own spirit guides or your higher self. It's kind of like what I would call a psychic hit. So you're contemplating, you're going back and forth, you're not sure. And because her and I have had have built a relationship on trust, and she knows that she can trust me, um, and I have her best interest, I said, I think it might make sense if you are having trouble and you're kind of in this place of indecision. So when we're in indecision, sometimes, you know, our intuition, the voice of our intuition might be a little bit more muddled because we're just not fully listening, right? Or we're we're just back and forth so much that we just, we can't make a decision. And so I said, I think it makes sense that then that message would come to me because we've built a relationship and you trust me and you've come to me for readings before. And that, you know, that it just is just a nod to, Hey, like this is a good idea. And this is something that you should do. Don't overthink it. Don't sweat the small stuff. So I've yet to hear, I think they're still in Hawaii. So I've yet to hear if she actually, got a tattoo, but love, 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 love. I will share with you if, if and when I hear back that she's got a tattoo. So there's a dream about a tattoo. Interesting, right? Um, And the significance. And, you know, I was recently on a Facebook group. I think it's called the Green Witches, maybe. I don't know. It's a witchy kind of Facebook community. And people were in there sharing pictures of their um they said witchy tattoos, but it could really be anything spiritual, like anything that's really meaningful to you and the way that you live and, and, um, go about the world and your belief systems and stuff, uh, umbrella term witchy. Right. And so I shared mine and I was looking at other people's and there's a lot of people in there saying, you know, make sure that when you choose a tattoo, that you're choosing something that's yours, right? And and with good intentions and that is meaningful for you because there is, intention, like you're putting something on your body, you're essentially inviting that energy into your life, into your body. Um, And so that was interesting. And I hadn't really contemplated the energetics of a tattoo before. I have lots of tattoos. Well, not lots, but I think I have about eight now, seven or eight. I've got three in the last like six months. And the other ones I got all together um, in my early twenties. And they're just kind of like little odds and ends that I wouldn't necessarily get today, but I don't also don't regret them because they represent a chapter in my life, you know? Um, and so I was like, huh, you know, the three that I've gotten the last six months are the, the only, are the tattoos that I've got since I've really gone down the spiritual path and experienced my spiritual awakenings. The one from before were not, they were just whatever, let's go in and get a tattoo and pick a picture off the wall. I said, so it's interesting making that kind of correlation that the tattoos that I have got and decided on since I've gone through my spiritual awakening are meaningful. They are created for me with me in my, in mind, they're one of a kind, you know, and I think that's interesting. And all three of them are super meaningful to me. Um, if you're a new listener, I'll share what I've got. I've got a, um, a morning dove on my inner left side. By the way, I've chosen these last three tattoos that I've got in the last six months to be on my left arm. Left side represents the feminine. And I've been working a lot with goddess energy, Celtic spirituality, and, you know, um, the old ways, so to speak, 
the old ways, the, the, the pagans, the druids, all that kind of stuff. So anyways, um, that's why I picked the left. It was purposeful, even the placement. So I've got a morning dove represents my nanny. If you're, if you're a longtime listener, you know why I have a morning dove, the visitation, um, by her bedside about an hour before she passed away where three morning doves came, sat on the balcony, stared at us intently for a good couple minutes and then took off. And we all, the people that were in the room had a deep knowing that that was a message. It's almost time. And we're here for her. We're here to get her. And so I got a morning dove for that reason. And there are sunflowers and marigolds there too. And that's purposeful because they remind me of my nanny's garden. She grew, um, two rows of sunflowers on the sides of a wooden swing set that my grandfather built me so that I could swing with the sunflowers when I was little. And the marigolds are just um, a flower that she's always, always, always had in her garden. So that was the first one. Then I got one up here on my bicep that is a red fox self-explanatory my totem animal um and there's sunflowers there too there's a big crescent moon representing intuition and again the goddess um speaking especially the crescent moon i love that i picked the crescent moon even before i really got into uh, more intentional work with the goddess uh energy as i'm just reading a book right now called horns of the goddess by dolores cannon and the horns of the goddess are literally the shape of a crescent moon. Um, and in if you've read any of Dolores Cannon's book before, you know that there's a lot of uh, interview style, right? Because it's transcriptions of her uh, tapes, her audio tapes of the hypnosis sessions. And so um, in it, one of the stories I'm reading right now is her connecting to um, a young woman who was part of the old, they call themselves um, sisters. They are part of the old way, you know, um, the church is just starting to kind of come in at this time period and the inquisition is happening. And so she's talking about what happens to people who dare be a little different or think differently and shares some of the things that they use, like casting pentacles, which I thought was so cool, visualizing that, um, you know, and, and what the different colors means and what different numbers means. And it's such a cool thing. If you're interested in this information, I definitely would recommend this book. It's called horns of the goddess it's dolores cannon's newest and her last maybe because she's passed this is the book that she was working on at the time of her passing in 2014 she left it you know the tapes were all recorded in the early 80s she shares in her notes in the book that she was afraid to bring she didn't think the world was ready for the information until she brought it back out in 2020 sorry in 2014 to work on it, to publish it. She thought the time was right. She was working on it on the time at the time of her passing. Anyways, why I'm bringing that up is because I'm really enjoying the book. And I know you guys like to hear book um, conversations, but the crescent moon reminded me of what I just read about the horns of the goddess representing the crescent moon. In it, she even talks about the different phases of the moon and what it meant to them. And she shared, you know, um, the horns, like if you, if you hold down your, if you hold up your thumb, and your pinky, right? And you do that symbol like that, that's representing the goddess. Or you can hold down your thumb and your middle and your ring finger and just have your index finger and your pinky out. That's horns of the goddess too. And I thought that was so cool. I was like making all these connections. So yeah, I've got a I've got a crescent moon. There's sunflowers, there's a um crystal ball in it. It has 
three mountaintops. It has the Pleiades uh, star cluster, super meaningful. Absolutely. There's a story about this, which I'll share in a moment. And then lastly, I got this one. So you can see it if you're on YouTube. It's on my outer forearm. It says, I am not afraid. I was made to do this. Um, this is a Joan of Arc quote, who was um, put to death because of her belief system. And because, you know, she was um, found guilty of being a heretic of hearsay, um, working with the devil and all of those kind of things. And all it was that she had a, a intuitive hit from God or from spirit, the universe, whoever you want to say gives us intuitive hits and took action with it and then was able to save so many lives. And it wasn't until after her passing after she was burned at the stake but then they realized whoa you know she received this was a miracle she received guidance from god and deemed her a saint and so there you go um so th those are my intuitive tattoos and i thought i was done <laughs> but i've been talking i was talking last weekend with karen i know i mention her often she's a podcast listener she's a client um and she's turned into a friend and she, we were talking about Celtic spirituality because this is something that's been coming up a lot. I promise this is connected to this tattoo or yeah, to this tattoo message. So we were talking about Celtic spirituality. I was telling her how all of this is coming in more for me. Um, I got a new deck. I think I have it here. I will show it to you. It is called the Rooted Woman Oracle by Sharon Blackie. This is an absolutely amazing resource. Um, I'll read the back of the deck for you here. The Rooted Woman Oracle is based on the old myths and folktales of Europe in which women are the guardians of the natural natural world, the bearers of wisdom and the root of spiritual and moral authority for the community. And it offers a heroine's journey to a sense of rootedness in and belonging to the beautiful inanimate earth. And so this came in last week. Um, that's all about Celtic spirituality. This book I'm reading, Horns of the Goddess, based on the old religion, paganism, all of that, working with the goddess energy. Um, there's been, like, look at this little, this is something, if you're looking, I'm holding up a pendant on my necklace of a Celtic knot. I actually dreamt of a Celtic knot maybe about a month ago. I didn't know why I dreamt of it. And I was like, hmm. And then I looked up its meaning and I thought, I like that. I'm going to look for a pendant of a Celtic knot. And I found one at a Esky shop, a local person in Ontario, and I purchased it. And now I'm wearing it and I really, really love it. And so things have just been dropping into my awareness like that. Like, hey, more on Celtic spirituality. Read about this more. Go this way. Learn this wisdom and then share it. So that's something that is I'm working with right now. That's something that I'm learning. And so I'm having this conversation with Karen last week. We're talking about spiritual spiritual. Celtic spirituality. Um, she's telling me she's super interested in it too. Then the conversation turns to her past life reading that I did for her. I feel like last spring, so spring of 2023. And in it, Karen's been very open, allowing me to share information. Um, so I'm going to share. In it, I connected to a a spirit guide of hers that was coming forward that was this really, really big, tall, um, large, just, just a huge presence, um, man. Okay. And he was, 
Um, I can't remember everything about him. I feel like he had a helmet on. Um, I know he had like a, a weapon of some sort, a shield. He had a shield. That's the main thing I remember. I remember his size, his presence, and he had the shield. And the shield had a, um, a symbol on the front of it. And I told her there was a symbol on the front of it. But in the moment, I didn't have the word for what the symbol was. And she didn't ask about it. So it was something that we didn't talk about more. But the spirit guide was coming in to share with her. Actually, I think this was not a past life reading. It was an inner child healing session. The spirit guide came in. That's right. We were connecting to inner child stuff and stuff that was running even through the ancestral line um, that Karen and Karen's life experiences, you know, why, why things have happened the way they have and what's the point of it all. That's what kind of reading it was. That makes sense. Okay. Cause normally I don't have spirit guides coming in in past life reading. So I'm like, I don't think that's right. I don't think it was a past life reading. Yeah. Inner child. So we have this spirit guide coming through. His name is Daniel. He tells me this. He shows me his shield with this Celtic symbol. And then we get into his story, why he's here, what he's here to help Karen with. Um, and so because I know that Karen's so open and she shared this information before, and you know, I still know this is anonymous, even though I'm saying her name, she she was adopted at birth. Um and she found out about, you know, her birth mother in, in later in life, and I feel like tried to connect with her, did connect to her. I don't all know all those details, but the main thing here is that she was adopted and raised by very, 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 very loving people. And Karen has lost her mom in the last few years, and that really has, has jump-started and accelerated her own spiritual journey and awakening. And so her spirit guide, Daniel, came in to explain that his main purpose was in facilitating and making sure that Karen would be given to her adoptive mom, that that was how that was supposed to go. And there was reasons for that, you know, things around healing, things with the birth mother, all of these things came through that aren't really pertinent to this conversation. But the main thing was I needed to make sure that this happened. This is what was meant to happen for all of you. And so there's this mother-child connection that he brought through, but also this Celtic spiritual symbol. He told me, you know, that he was um, Celtic. Um, he brought in that energy with him and believed, you know, in the old ways in Celtic spirituality. So we start talking about this last weekend. And then she said, you know, I really wish that I found out what that symbol was on his sword. And I said, Karen, you know, if I give a Google, I know it started with a T. But I don't know the word and I don't, I, I feel like I'm not clear on the word or like clear how to pronounce it. But if I like give it a Google, I'm pretty sure I'll be able to locate it quite quickly because I know exactly what it looks like. It's still imprinted in my brain. So she's like, oh my God, would you please? Because I've been thinking about that since our reading. And so I look and I'm immediate, I immediately find the picture or I immediately find a picture of the symbol and the picture I find the first hit when I Google is a picture of a tattoo that someone had got tattooed on their inner wrist. And so I showed, sent this to her and I said, this is what it is. And she's like, Oh my God, 
Like I have full body goosebumps because that feels so right to me. But not only that, that's where I would get it. I would get it on my inner wrist. So we were like, whoa. Now, the symbol that it was is called a triskel. I think I'm pronouncing it right. It's T-R-S-K-E-L. And so I'm just going to quickly bring up a website here from the, just, I just Googled it. First Google hit the Irish store.com. Okay. So there's like tourism and stuff on here, but there is like stories and, and culture and folklore on this website as well. So it says the Triskel symbol has various meanings in Irish culture. Some people believe that the three spirals represent the three elements of earth, water, and air. Others believe that the symbol represents the three aspects of the triple goddess in Celtic mythology, mother, maiden, and crone. So this is where, you know, she was like, wow, you know, we got this mother, this mother connection. Um, we've got this rule of three, the three elements, earth, water, and air that resonated a lot with her. Um, she, like me has a lot, a big connection with, um, the idea, the concept of cycles, which I do as well. Threes come up for me constantly. The idea of cycles come up for me constantly. We've talked about that before here. Even the fact that I have an incarnation cross, my human design incarnation cross is the left angle cross of cycles. So that's literally what my life is about. So that's that connection to, um, to cycles rather was also kind of interesting. So it says it plays a major important role in Irish history. It was used by the ancient Celts in Ireland as a way to mark sacred sites. It was also used by early Christians in Ireland as a way to incorporate the pagan system symbol into their new religion. Um, the tr it represents the triple goddess. It plays an important role in Irish history and continues to be a popular sim symbol in Ireland today. So we were like, hmm, interesting. Now, one more thing that I feel like it's okay to share with you as well is something that came up in her I think it might have been, I don't know if it was this reading or if we did a past life reading. I've done multiple readings for Karen. So I know the one where Daniel came through was inner child, but I feel like we did a past life one too. Karen, correct me if I'm wrong about which information comes from which. The whole point is though, not about which reading it is, it's the information that came through. So the reason that this is even more kind of exciting and validating for Karen is that um, we connected to a past life in which there was a lot of religious trauma that came through. And something that came through was in this lifetime, you're healing that, you know, you're kind of empowering yourself around religion, around, you know, belief systems and choosing what do you believe in. It's not necessarily to say one way is wrong or one way is right. It's more empowering yourself and healing that wound of religious trauma through actively choosing your own belief systems and allowing them to expand as you go. Cycles, right? Expanding yourself and your belief system, which really resonated with her. And then she said she had an Akashic Records reading with Emily, who I mentioned at the beginning of the session, and I had an Akashic Records reading with her too. She had a reading with Emily and religious trauma came up there too. So it definitely was a thing. So this being a, the Triskel being a very sacred Celtic spiritual symbol used by the pagans to represent the cycles of earth, 
you know, the triple goddess, air, earth, and sky, and their connection to the elements, uh, mother, maiden, and crone, all of these things. And then where that symbol was used by the church afterwards, and then, you know, taken on a different kind of meaning. So I think that connection is really cool too. So Karen has shared with me that she is going to get that tattoo for her birthday this year. And I shared with her that I am so, so, so also, so, so, so drawn to that symbol for various reasons, including the goddess connection, the Celtic spirituality connection and the cycles connection that I think that I'm going to get that one too. And I think I'm going to get it kind of smaller and maybe right here, like a little tiny one. So that was so cool. I love how all of this is coming in and weaving together around this topic of spiritual tattoos. Really what this is about, storytelling, sharing recent information, sharing stories from other people, sharing my experience and weaving it into creating, whether it's tattoo or art, that's meaningful to you and represents you and your soul self. And I want people to get comfortable with that. Even if you're not a tattoo fan, creating something that really means something to you, that represents you. In my mind's eye, in this moment, as I say that, I'm being shown what looks like, um, like a, not a, yeah, a bulletin board, you know, like a cork board. And you know how people can make like a vision board for a year. I'm seeing that and spirit saying like that can, this can even be what you do. Like we're not talking about you have to ink yourself permanently forever unless you want to, right? But you can bring in your own soul self, all the different fractals of your soul self in so many different ways and create a visual, a meaningful reminder of who you are. So I love that spirit gave us that like very easy to do. Anybody can create that, right? We can all create a vision board. So that's, let's do that this year. Let's do something. Let's create something. Whether we're working with clay or paint or index cards or cutting magazines out or whether we're going to get permanently inked, let's create something this year that represents our soul self. The other day I went live in my private Facebook community that you can find the link for in the show notes. Uh, this is a private community for podcast listeners, past clients, things like that. And it's safe and inclusive. You know, you don't have to feel like um, anybody in there is a troll or a scammer. It's, I have to approve everybody that comes in. And so I was in there. I went live. I just came on. I was like, you know what? I just, I'm having a rough day. It was the anniversary of my dad's passing. So it had been six years since he passed and I was okay in the morning. And then towards the afternoon, I started to feel a bit heavy. It's like, huh, I didn't expect this to hit me this way. And my usual MO when I'm processing or dealing with, you know, heavy stuff or navigating heavy emotions is to isolate myself. I'll get quiet. But I also know that that sometimes can be a shadowy, unhealthy aspect of myself and that I can, I almost like don't know, I struggle with knowing is it time to isolate and for how long, or is it time to take this feeling and connect with someone and have, have it move through me in that way that actually fosters some sort of connection or helps another because I'm sharing what I'm experiencing myself. And so I tr I'm trying to find the balance between those two. Do I isolate? Do I share? Do I connect? Do I isolate? And so on this day, I thought, you know what? I'm going to connect 
So I went live in this Facebook group and we started chatting about all things. I shared about the Celtic spirituality. I shared about my new deck. I shared about a new book that I'm reading, which is not the Dolores Cannon one that I brought up. Um, it's another one called Adam Kara, which is uh, a beautiful book all about Adam Kara means soul friend and it's about celtic spirituality so we were talking about that then we got on the topic of tattoos and all of this stuff started coming in there was definitely a theme coming in for the collective and um one of the people in there jody jody shared that she is uh i think she already has it booked i don't know if she said i'm booking it or i'm already booked in uh for a tattoo an intuitive tattoo and i said oh tell me more because I have this dream, I've had this dream for a couple years now, of getting to know a tattoo artist quite well and working with them, collaborating with them. I just, it just clued in something with me. I just clued into something. Maybe that's another message about when I had M come in and she was the tattoo artist that was expecting and we, we talked about it and we were like, Hmm, we talked about it afterwards. And we were like, Hmm, maybe this is about us working together or collaborating and doing something together. And I do think that's the truth. But what if that was also a message for me to represent me collaborating and birthing a new idea, a new endeavor with a tattoo artist because she was a tattoo artist in the stream. I just connected those two things together. This is why talking and sharing with your soul tribe really can help. It, it, it like accelerates the intuitive messages because by talking and sharing about them, and you can do this verbally or in a journal if you don't want to share out loud, it really helps the messages come in with more fluidity. Whoa. Okay. I definitely think that that was about that too. I'm so excited. I feel like that's a nod from spirit saying, yep, good idea. So my idea, my dream is to collaborate with a tattoo artist and to offer intuitive tattooing. So it be every once in a while, like an event where we have a certain amount of people that come in, I connect to them intuitively, bring through different aspects from either their loved ones or their higher self, um, and then have the artist tattoo those things on the person's body. And I shared this, I'm getting goosebumps because of that connection I just made. I shared this in this group and they were like, oh my God, I'd be so up to that. That sounds like such a good idea. Please offer that. That's so cool. So I asked Jody. I said, so is this person... Like, would they call themselves an intuitive tattooer? Is that like how they advertise themselves to people so that people know that they do that or no? And she said, it's kind of a word of mouth thing. Like she doesn't advertise as someone that offers intuitive connections or connections and readings. Readings. I mean to say tattoos. <laughs> she must do intuitive readings too. She must because that comes through. But she said, no, like she doesn't advertise that but if you find out through word of mouth then she will do that for you she'll do you know some sort of tapping into your energy intuitively and then tattoo what comes up so she said that she had talked to this lady had this had this experience with her and she i feel like she said she's about to get this tattoo but she brought through three elements and she goes guess what they are amy because we've been talking about stuff like this. Um, I think I can only remember two of the three things she mentioned. But uh, one was a Triskel, which we just talked about. 
the the three the Celtic symbol with the swirls, the three different swirls, and a dragon. And I can't remember what the other one was. And I was like, what are the odds? You know, me and my connection with dragons. You guys know this. I've named my anxiety the dragon. I've written a book called Running Towards Your Dragon. You know, a chapter in a book called that. And it's like, huh. And also, get this: the night before. I was doing this live and this, she told me about this tattoo. Um, another client messaged me and she said, I'm, I really respect your time and I'm so sorry to re reaching out like this, but this is what's going on. Is there any way you can offer me any guidance? And I, I sat with it for a moment and I heard, yes, yes, I can. And so it was, it's a tough situation they're in and I'm not going to share it in detail because it's personal, but they are somewhere away from home and they were feeling, they're going through some challenging, um, traumatic experiences, but they're also, they were experiencing a negative kind of energy in their hotel room. And she's like, it, I'm just, I'm terrified. So I tapped into this energy. You know, I, I used Reiki um, and I was cleansing the room and I gave her some guidance on things that she can do, um, to further like protect herself. And, you know, I didn't feel like it was a negative ent entity, so to speak in the room, more like it was a very low vibrational energetic imprint from people that had been there before. And that, you know, because she was in a lower vibration and rightly so because of what she'd been experiencing and the pain, um, you know, that that was kind of attaching to her, so to speak, imprinting. So cleansed it, um, gave her some guidance. And then as I was doing the Reiki and cleansing the room, visually, I kept seeing a dragon and the dragon was like literally doing like swirls and, and just going all every four of the four corners of the room and cleansing. And there was guidance coming through from the dragon too. So I thought it was really cool that then the next day somebody mentions an intuitive tattoo with the dragon. And that conversation, I think when we were chatting in this group and we were sharing different things, it was like, whoa, like we are also connected at a, at a collective level. And there's so many different things that are coming in for all of us. In fact, I see this a lot with um, another podcaster, a friend of mine. Her name is Kate. Uh, she is a person that attuned me with Reiki. I took my level one and two with Kate. She has a spiritual podcast as well. And uh, she's a fellow East Coaster. And we often, like we will put something out and then it's like, whoa, we're channeling from the same place. Like there'll be similar messages that come through, similar themes that come through. And it's like, whoa, like, I, and we actually talked about potentially collaborating um, and doing an episode together, bridging the two podcasts together for an episode here and there, and just kind of opening up the records and see what comes in. So I think that would be really cool. But I, I noticed that I noticed that other people are tapping into similar messaging, right? Similar themes and concepts. Um. I think the last thing I want to share is just in general, like with tattooing, it's such a personal thing. Um, if you're someone that's interested in getting a tattoo, I would ask you to like, if you don't already know what you want to get, ask your higher self, ask your spirit guides, see what comes through. Like what are those repeating things that come through? They might not be super obvious to you at first. Like if you would have asked me a year ago, even if I would ever have 
a morning dove on my arm? I would say no, because I never had a particular um, connection to a morning dove. It wasn't until my nanny died and I had that experience with the morning dove, right? Um, or if you would have asked me, would I, um, you know, I, Joan of Arc, yes, I, I think that that quote's always been my favorite. But, you know, there's been, there's elements of the tattoos that I have that I wouldn't have necessarily been aware to bring in. Or even if you think about the Triskel that I plan to get a week ago, even that wasn't on my radar. So, you know, just pay attention to those things, even if they don't make sense in the moment, take note of them and then just see how they show up. If there's a connection made, look into that symbol or that sign or that animal or that quote or whatever it is that's coming through and research it a little bit and see what it means for you and see if it feels right. Um, and then go for it. You know, you only live once. If you're someone that has been like there's some people that are just like, absolutely no, like I'll never get a tattoo. And it's not because I have any conditioning around it. Like, it's not because I think it's wrong. It's not because I care what anybody thinks. It's not because um, of any judginess. I just don't think that's for me. That's, that's one piece. That's like my husband. My husband's like, there's, I'm not against tattoos, he says, but I really know in my bones that there's nothing that I can think of that I would ever want to tattoo on my body which is fine. But then there's some people that are like, I really want to do that, but I'm so nervous about what my family would think or what my coworkers would think or what, you know, my husband would think or whatever. And it's for those people. I just ask you to give it a little think. Um, I had a friend recently get her first tattoo and she had said to me like before she got it, she was, I was just sharing with her how I felt. And I said, you know, cause she's like, how do you decide what you're going to have? It's going to be there forever. And I said, honestly, I might not be like everyone else in this point of view or this opinion, but I don't tend to overthink when it comes to things like that, because I just trust, I just trust that it's right. And I said, even if when I'm 90, I'm like, why the hell did I ever get this fox on my arm? I don't think I will, by the way, because it's meaningful, right? That's the difference. It's meaningful. It means something to me. It's a, it's a, it's a way to show my soul self on the outside of myself. So I really don't think I'm ever going to regret it. But if I did, I don't think regret's the right word. I don't think I'll ever regret it. But if I get to be 90 and be like, what the hell was I thinking? I think, you know, I just view it like that's, that represents a chapter of my life. The tattoos that I have that got my early twenties, no, I wouldn't get them right now, but they represent life at 20 and 21. And so it's just another picture. It's just another chapter um, in my book. And so I said, I don't really overthink it. You know, if it feels right now, then it feels right now. And she's like, that's a good way to think about it, actually, because I think we get like into overthinking mode. And I said, just make sure it's meaningful to you, means something to you. Make sure you jive with your tattoo artist and go for it. And she did it, but I just looked up. It's one eleven, um, and she did. And she's she said to me about a week later, I feel more myself now somehow. Like I feel more me now. And I said, maybe it's because you got piece of your soul on your arm and you can look at it every day, right? It's kind of an acceptance. It's like when you put something on your arm or on your leg or on your body or whatever, like with the with crystal ball that I have on my arm. That represents to me that I am not afraid to be who I am. I'm not afraid to be an intuitive person. I'm not afraid to be a psychic medium. 
I'm not ashamed of it. I don't need to hide it. And so it's, it's, it represents self-acceptance and to put it on my arm, a place where it can't really be hidden very often. I mean, anytime I wear a t-shirt or a tank top, you're going to see it. I don't know. It's just a level of self-acceptance for me. Um, when I got the last tattoo I got with my tattoo artist, Austin, he, my daughter came with me. She's uh, almost 18 and she's an amazing artist. And I just, I asked her if she wanted to come because I thought she would think it was pretty cool because she loves all things creative and artistic. And you know, I thought she would find it interesting to see how that happens, but she did. And uh, Austin was sharing with us that, um, you know, this is the most tattooed generation, like people from like 50 to like in their mid twenties or so most tattoo generations ever, like more often than not, like you, you'll know people that are tattooed. It's not like it's just for those people. It's like all kinds of people, your therapist, the person that serves your coffee, you know, um, everyone, like there's so many people, it's not taboo anymore. So he was saying, you know, I, he said, I kind of have a theory that the next generations, the younger ones might not tattoo as much. And he said, and I don't know why I just have this feeling. It almost feels like, you know, like if you, if it's just so commonplace that everybody gets them all the time, it might be like, hmm, I want to do something different, you know, just, just how kids are. We're all, we're all of us, we all rebel in some way against the, the earlier generations. And he's like, I think it's just not going to become as much of a thing. And that maybe people, the younger generations won't be as interested in it. So we shall see. That's cool. Um, so that's it for today. I wanted to share those stories, those dreams and those connections all about intuitive tattoos. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week where we're going to talk about the divine masters. Stay tuned. If you have enjoyed this episode, please consider hopping on over to wherever you listen to your podcast and giving it a five star review. Thank you so much in advance. If you'd like to keep in touch, please head over to my website, theintuitiverising.com to keep up with all the things that I have been doing. I also have a private Facebook community for people just like you. It's called the Intuitive Rising Community. All you got to do is request to join and I will let you in. Keep rising.